Hey guys, welcome to the kids' table. Today we're watching 1998's The Prince of Egypt, a DreamWorks animated film, one of two they put out that year. The summary is as follows. The epic journey of Moses from slave to prince to deliver us has been told and retold for centuries, inspiring generation after generation. Now DreamWorks Animation brings this timeless story to the screen for audience of all generations to enjoy. Featuring the voice talents of Val Kilmer, Ray Fiennes, Michelle Pfeiffer, Sandra Bullock, and more. The more concise and better review or encapsulation of this is on IMDb. An Egyptian prince learns of his identity as a Hebrew and later his destiny to become the chosen deliverer of his people. What we're learning here is that whether you're paid by a giant company or you just have access to an edit button on IMDb, summaries are hard. A single thread in a tapestry, though its color brightly shine, can never see its purpose in the pattern of the grand design. And the stone that sits on the very top of the mountain's mighty face Does it think it's more important than the stones that form the base? So how can you see what your life is worth or where your value lies? You can never see through the eyes of man You must look at your life Look at your life through heaven. Guys, the The music in the Prince of Egypt is amazing. Hi guys. Hello. I want to say that I'm 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 going to do this a little hungover today. So, I'm I'm drinking water. It's going to be a nice sober repentant look at a on a Sunday morning. Yeah, it's, it's well Sunday afternoon. I was an hour and a half late. People don't care about that. <laughs> uh, uh, reviewing sort of haphazardly this religious epic by DreamWorks. Yes. Um, a historical story as... According to Roger Ebert, <laughs> one of the greatest historical stories yep. about a man splitting the sea and uh, turning a staff into a snake... And rivers to blood. Turning rivers to blood. <laughs> Fucking dope. Um, if you if you haven't figured it out by now, I think I think I speak for both of us when I when I say we're both agnostic. <laughs> so we're uh, we're, yeah. we're coming to this with a view. Cards on the table. We're both <laughs> not religious. Not um, at all. But we also both like this movie a lot. Yes, we love it. So that's where we're starting out. Yes. Um, I had seen this before. I, I watched this like once a year. I think. That's that's about accurate for me. I saw this when it came out. Um, I remember it kind of blowing my mind when I was a little kid. I, I must have been, I was like ten or eleven, I think, when I saw it. Yeah, probably eleven. Yeah, ten for me. Ten for me. Because um, I remember I went to see it in theaters, possibly with a Bible group. I can't really remember. Uh, it was just. It was like. I think it was. If I remember correctly, the movie was kind of because it was it was DreamWorks. Going big. Right. It's their first animated feature. Yeah. But they went, it was the second time that year they went big. Did this come before or after Ants? Uh, I didn't do my research. It's fine. I mean, but it, it was there. They put out two animated movies that year. Very different animation styles. This animation style is the one that I guess kind of stuck, but not in a beautiful way. Like this movie is gorgeous. Um, if you watched it before, you're going to listen to us. You'll You'll see... There are several uh, screenshots in this movie where you kind of just want to print them out and hang them on your wall. 
Yeah, this movie looking good. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like I, I thought. I think I heard that it was DreamWorks. Like the fact that this was a cartoon as opposed to even CGI, like they they were kind of taking a shot at at Disney. Yes, they yeah, were like definitely. fuck you, Disney. Like we can. Not only are we going to beat you at your own game, we're going to tell like a biblical story, right? And hire like every a-list acting talent we possibly can cram into this fucker and then make a huge profit. Yeah, uh, so we had, like we mentioned in the summary, we had Val Kilmer, Ray Fiennes, Ray Fiennes uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, Sandra Bullock, but then beyond that, we've got Jeff Goldblum, Danny Glover, Patrick Stewart, Helen Mirren, Steve Martin, and Martin Short, and then, just as a little bonus, James Avery, a.k.a. Uncle Phil. Oh, yeah. Does a bunch of various voices uh, throughout the thing. So it's really just a top-notch kind of... Uh, voice cast that we've got assembled here okay my first complaint is actually jeff is jeff goldblum like i like <laughs> everyone else kind of blends and you you sort of buy it even val kilmer who i forgot he was the voice of moses and i'm and god and and god right yeah. <laughs> right because they are one and the same right um but jeff goldblum is the only vo- only person whose voice truly jars me every time it's just jeff goldblum and his character even looks a little bit like he him. does he's kind of like the um the Jeff Goldblum is the John Malkovich, John Malkovich kind of of animated movies in that John Malkovich never bothers to no. not be John Malkovich. He's just there. You yeah. gotta love it or leave it. Right. That's that is Jeff Goldblum in this movie. He's supposed to be a, a, a an Egyptian or not an Egyptian, a Hebrew slave, and he's just Jeff Goldblum kind of in a robe. Yeah, <laughs> cartoon slave, but it's Jeff Goldblum. Right. Um, his sister is played by Sandra Bullock. She's feisty. Miriam? Yes. Mm. Oh, please don't do that. Mm. No. <laughs> um, I, I think what Matt is trying to reference is that... Miriam. But Yeah. Okay, I think what Matt is trying to reference is that the women in this movie are drawn... Not... These are not Disney women. These are... Um, these, are these are real women. <laughs> They're yes, they're drawn with like really great proportions. These are thick women. Uh, yeah, like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean to bring the creep, but yeah, these women are thick. And I even as a child, even as like an 11 year old, I'm like, I appreciate, I appreciate this. It's funny because I was gonna start this podcast talking about sort of how this movie starts off very re- respectfully, hmm. um, and you may you may have deviated us from that. <laughs> it's so very respectful. It's nice to see. Some curvaceous, full-bodied women in these animated features. Finally, you know. Okay. With with agent <laughs> with agency and a lot of and a lot of uh, sort of autonomy and a fe- and like uh, efficacy in the world, though. That's true. Okay. So, All there, right. see, pulled out of that nosedive. Okay, <laughs> that's great. Okay, so um, I just kind of want to read the title card that the movie starts off with. Um, the first after the DreamWorks logo, the first thing you see is. The motion picture you are about to see is an adaptation of the Exodus story. While artistic and historical license has been taken, we believe that this film is true to the essence, values, and integrity of a story that is a cornerstone of faith for millions of people worldwide. Um, That really stood out to me only because I feel like in other Bible movies that you get, like we had The Passion of Christ. um, Well, now I'm trying to scramble 
Oh, sorry. Okay, so Bible Bible movies. I mean, there's there's a few. There's that one that's coming out with like Ewan McGregor, who plays where he plays like Jesus and Satan during that time when Jesus goes to the oh, desert. wanders the desert. Yeah, for forty days or something. But anyway, my my point and Noah. Um, yes, that's right. Noah was the big one. Yeah, but I just feel like the mo- the Bible movies that have come after this, and yes, this was aimed at children. Let's get that out of the way. But I think that they all just really try to go for either the bloodiest like or goriest or just most over the top telling mm-hmm. of these stories rather than just really trying to get down to I don't know like the the core meaning behind them it's it's less about the the faith and the biblicalness of it than it is about the extravagance yeah i why i like this movie a lot i mean I, it's it's aimed at people for whom the story is like probably extremely familiar. Yeah. So it's not like they're really trying to sell what was going on. Like it's it's visually really really ambitious. Yeah. And they still like bring, you know, bring their A game to representing like the plagues and all the stuff that could have been like totally just the focus of the film. Like right. Moses being cool with God powers, that, fighting Ramses. And if this movie was being made now, like we would have, it would have completely focused on the plagues. Like we would have had several gratuitous shots of dead children. Yeah. Instead of a nice tasteful little arm flopping oh, so dead sad. out of the doorway. That was yeah, really sad. Moses would have been flying around shooting <laughs> lightning bolts at Egyptians and, and it would have just sucked. Yeah, I, yeah. I think this movie was made at kind of the most perfect time. Also, I also, if this movie was made now in the year of our Lord twenty sixteen, yeah. Um, not only would the entire voice acting cast have been white, which it is pretty much currently, mm-hmm. but the characters' designs would have just been white people. Yeah. I, the other the other big big up I'm giving this whole movie is is the character design was very. I don't know how to describe it. Like, th- I feel like a lot of thought went into how to like visually represent because it's like this movie is ballsy because it's a biblical story. You could potentially piss off most of the religious world. Totally. And it's aimed at children, mm-hmm. so you got to tell a pretty gnarly story of uh, you know rivalry and violence and sort of being bound to duties that are not necessarily what you want to do and mm-hmm. all this kind of like very heavy heavy shit and and and, and familial strife uh, yeah. so i don't know so all i'm saying is that dreamworks they 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 really threaded this needle and and i think visually how to like draw everybody must have been like a huge giant topic of conversation for a really long time yeah um and it really did like this movie greatly appealed to me as a kid and it was definitely helped along by the fact that the only song you could hear on the radio when this movie came out was the Whitney and Mariah like duet for the ages it's probably the best pop duet of the 90s Uh, again I'm so culturally deficit (laughs) I don't remember what just sing a little little bit or what uh, say a lyric when you believe oh 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 I'm sorry (laughs) I didn't, okay, I didn't know. Oh, yeah, okay. You so can't obliquely reference it. You have to tell me. I should not, okay, I'm sorry, listeners, you can, like, write in and <laughs> no. tell, talk about this. Um, I should not have to, when I say Whitney and Mariah duet, I don't think I should have to give you any more information than that if you grew up in America in the 90s. I don't, like, I was a little boy. My dad, he just played, like, Alice in Chains in, like, 90s. That's, like, to me, if I say Brandy and Monica. Okay. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? 
we should probably get off of this topic. I need to, I need to know if you know what I'm talking about when Brandy, I say Brandy and Monica. Brandy, of course, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they sang they sang that song that was so that was the top of the pops. Not struggling. Top forty. I don't know. I don't know. I okay. don't know what that is. B- the boy is mine. The boy is mine. <laughs> is it like the boy is mine versus the girl is mine? The fucking. This is not about. The... We're not even talking about the Prince of Egypt anymore. I don't. I didn't know. I had to know all of this pop music. <laughs> all of this pop music. I'm A literal ask... pop quiz. I'm literally asking you about two of the most popular duets of the '90s. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay, yes. So this movie really <laughs> appealed to me as a kid. And I, I, I was a person, like, I... My I don't mom, like being outed like that. Well, you did it to yourself. Mm. We're, we're, we were watching The Prince of Egypt. I'll get you back, don't worry. All right, fine. Okay, so I had to go to Sunday school uh, pretty much every week as a kid. Like I went my mom, to CCD, yeah. Yeah, my, uh, my mom made me, and I was the kind of kid where, like, I did not take, even then, like, I didn't take any of this seriously. I was very skeptical. And I will say that The Prince of Egypt was a movie that, like, was kind of the nail in the coffin for me in terms oh, of, really? like, oh, yeah, in terms of, like, believing in any Christianity, Judaism, Islamic. Wait, but, like, okay, when were you too cool for school? Like, when did you, like, sort of, like, when were you, were you a fear, you know, God-fearing Never. person at any point? No. But, like, I kind of was able to, like, you know, you have that sense of, like, maybe it's possible when you're a kid and you're, like, right. told to say your prayers and you're like, okay, well, if I pray really hard, then maybe... This thing I thing want, happen. Yeah. right? This thing I want will happen. But it was just ended up being like the secret. Yeah, you yeah. Just had a, a vision board, and you ask God for like a Ferrari. Yeah, right. Um, but for me, the Prince of Egypt, like, how do we say this? I saw this movie and was like, I had known the story of the Exodus already, right. and it was already one of my least favorite stories because I did not understand why God came down to this group of slaves and was like, yo, I'm going to take care of all this shit for you, yet it never seemed to happen in the American South. Well, Okay. But see, to me, that was like, okay, so clearly this is not real because it didn't happen again. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, this Old Testament God, obviously, was just a lot more cranky and a lot more kind of directly involved uh, and was really vindictive. Yeah, but like... He would kill so, like, everybody. he killed children. Yeah. He killed kids. Right. But, like, for me, I just didn't understand. I was, like, sitting there with my Addy doll and, like, Sunday in, like, church. Yeah. And just being, like, okay, so it happened once. Like, where's your God now? I, I feel like... <laughs> damn. Did you tell that to the priest or something? Oh, my my pastor once locked eyes with me in church while I was reading Interview with the Vampire in the Balcony. I, like, I went to church as a kid fairly regularly, Catholic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was also in the choir. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Are I, you okay? I'm fine. You okay. <laughs> Nothing happened. Right. Uh, very nice people over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I think I think I bought it for a while. Mm-hmm. It was like for me, it was like just it just sort of slowly just sloughed off. Right. Just faded out of my life through kind of just apathy and laziness. I think a lot of people lose religion that way. Yeah. I mean. 
Yeah. I was just never really there to begin with. And then, like, as soon as Harry Potter was introduced into my life, I was like, well, that magic is far more appealing to me. Yeah, I think what happened was I I, I supplemented it with far more engaging fictional stories. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) But, I mean, like, you just make them real in your mind. You just subjectively go, like, I'm going to take this fake thing and use it as a tool for real results in my behavior. Yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, I will say that, like, I definitely, I remember seeing this movie and being like, cool, like, the Egyptians are the cool, like, because at first the movie, like, humanizes the Egyptians a little bit. Yeah, another thing it does right. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it gives, it, it, it gives both sides kind of an equal showing, I guess. Yeah, you you they they play it just right. Mm-hmm. Where yeah, you, you get it the humanized sort of side of the Egyptians. They're kind of caught in the cultural inertia of their own civilization. Yeah, you see that they are not evil. Well, necessarily. I think even before that, I mean, I'm talking literally about this queen is picking babies up out of the river. Yeah, she and straight like, up just great. She was like, oh great, a baby. Yeah, <laughs> right, I'm taking it. Yeah, it's mine. A little bulrush basket baby. Like I'm gonna raise it as my own. It's yeah, it's like, a nice. It's a yeah. Decent woman right De- there. That's a decent-ass woman. Yeah, and I kind of wanted some backstory. I was like, had she just miscarried? Like, <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, did, for she, sure. did she lose her own child? Like, Were the pharaoh's wives supposed to be, like, like, like really, really, like, used breeding vessels? Like, were they supposed to have a lot of kids? I have no idea. I, I assume I, so, right? I know nothing about Egyptian history. They were, like, ancient... They were, like, the Habsburgs. Weren't they, like, mad inbred? Oh, by yeah, the time they were they, definitely inbred. Yeah. Like, there was a lot of inbreeding, but I don't <laughs> know, like, the... I, 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 does that that yeah. increases infant mortality oh, chances, there we go. potentially. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good. That is a good point. I never realized how quickly and unquestioningly she grabs a baby out of a river, yeah. and then just raises it for. And like, conv- I want to see the scene where like she convinced the pharaoh about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that conversation. That conversation was never shown. No, but I don't think it was told. Like, I'm trying to remember how it was told in the Bible. The Bible's written pretty. Like, like they, they just edit out a lot of stuff. It's just like, and then he was raised. Well, yeah, for... because it's hard to provide details to your magical story <laughs> <laughs> and still make it not magical. Yeah, they were, they, were, they were figuring out plot and narrative at that point still. It was like ancient writing. We respect your religions. We do. We, <laughs> we, we, we rewind back and listen to the disclaimer at the beginning that we read about the movie. Like totally. That, that is how we feel. It is the foundational text of three of the world's biggest. Completely. So. Yes. But also, don't, don't. Uh, We're also cynical 28-year-olds who live in tiny apartments in New York. <laughs> and if God really cared about us, he would have done something about it. <laughs> but he doesn't exist. Right. We live in a we live in a, an uncaring universe. This is true. As of this recording, Donald Trump is still running for president. Once again, where is your god? Where is our god now? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, so yeah, Moses and Ramses are raised together. Uh, Moses' adult voice, as we said, is uh, Val Kilmer. Ramses is Ray Fiennes. Um, and Pharaoh is. Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart, and yeah. then the mom is Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren. Yeah, so we meet them again after uh, Moses and Ramses, who seem to have like a pretty good relationship. Well, that's the. I mean, that's that. That's the setup yeah. to the emotional punch, right, right? Right. Like it's an adoption story. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like uh, it's a story about yeah, f- familial strife, like responsibility meeting, doing the morally correct thing, and then like a feud between brothers. 
which yeah. I guess maybe resonated with me as a kid uh, with having three younger brothers, mm-hmm. like that kind of like love hate thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so th- so they set it up. They have a great relationship. They're like best buds. They're chariot racing all over the place, destroying <laughs> things that took slaves like oh my God. fifty years to probably make like More, the sphinx like, nose and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I, it will never, like, the movie does a really good job of, like, showing sort of the back-breaking work that was going into making this gorgeous, beautiful empire, and it's still even thinking about it. I don't know how humans, I mean, I'm not clearly, like, let's get this out there. <laughs> well, Matt and I are not people who say that, like, aliens built the pyramids, but... It's, it's not ancient aliens? No, it's not ancient aliens. Ancient aliens definitely founded America. The founding fathers were... 30% of them were definitely either almond aliens or the greys. Keep on going, though. We can talk about this later. Um, <laughs> anyway, it, the movie does a very good job at portraying the backbreaking work that it took to make Egypt. Yeah, they, they really tastefully, like, they, again, impressed with, like, the horrors that they show mm-hmm. in a way that, like, I mean, I I remember watching this as a kid and definitely being, like, disturbed in the right way. I think, like, they, like, nailed it. They were, I was like, this is awful. Like, these people are enslaved and it's, like, I'm, like, feeling real, real shitty about it, even as, like, a little pampered suburban kid. You know what's interesting? How this is an appropriate slave story to tell the children, and yet the American slavery (laughs) is not. Listen, it's just too close to home. I don't know. I don't not saying that that's correct right. reasoning not to talk about it, but I mean, it's yeah. just mad and comfortable for for parents. I don't know. Like, can you imagine if they had made this movie like told the same Exodus story but told it with like an American with American slavery as the backdrop? That'd be really. Can we get Tyler Perry on that? You want Tyler Perry? No, I don't want Tyler. No, oh my god, you're right. No, I don't. Want Tyler <laughs> Perry. His name was just the first one. Jesus. Oh, no, who would be who would be um, Who would be, like, your dream director for some project like that? You know what? I don't know because I'm not familiar with, like, black animators. Mm. If there are, I'm sure there are some. I'm just not familiar with who they are. Was it Princess and the Frog good? The music was good. I didn't like the movie itself. The voice acting was good, too. Okay. Um, but I was not a huge fan of the movie. All right. And I, so, I also person, don't then. think I want Disney Disney to do it? No. I, I, no. They're no. beholden to too many. They're just like a huge transnational like company. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, onwards with yeah, Prince of Egypt. Point being, that could be interesting. Um, yeah, so one of the things that I found really like weird for a kid's movie, well, not weird, but also good that it was included. When we first meet Zipporah, who ends up becoming uh, Moses' wife later, Yeah. she's introduced, she's been captured by... The characters who I call Frick and Frack, who I know those aren't their names, but they're the magical, they're the the council people played by Martin Short and uh, Steve Martin. Yeah, they're and like the they're like they're like the the priests, yeah, yeah, priests. Of, yeah. of the court priests of Ramses, but they're also basically jesters, like court jesters, like they're there for comedic relief. Yeah, uh, but so they um, Hotep and Hoy. Hotep and Hoy. Okay, right. great. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna keep calling them freaking frat. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, they've captured this woman, Zipporah, <laughs> and Ramses is named Chief 
Arch- uh, architect? No, no, he names Moses chief architect. He's like in charge of basically the beautification of Egypt. I, I forget the title yeah. that Pharaoh gives <laughs> Community him. beautification project. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's call it. I like that. Yeah. Okay, so um, Ramses is in charge of community beautification. <laughs> and um, at that ceremony where he is named in charge of that, he then names Moses chief architect and also gives Moses this woman that Frick and Frack have captured. Um, and then tells them to send the woman to, to, the- to his chambers. Well, yeah, she's, but, a, she's a sex slave. Yes, but it's like, there's like this whole like... <laughs> you're going to go to your chambers and rape this woman. Yeah. I mean... For a kid's movie, that's, like... That's a heavy implication. Yeah, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I just, like, feels real, though, right? I don't know if that happened. I don't think that was... I mean, I'm sure it happened. I'm so ignorant to the story. Like, did Moses even have a wife? I assume. In the original story? I assume Moses had a wife. Should we have read the Bible before we... (laughs) We should have done uh, some... Some kind of research. You know what? We're going to read the Bible during our break uh, once we get there. Yeah. We'll we'll read the whole Bible and we'll come back. Yes. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So Moses gets a sex slave. Right. Uh, Ramsey's like, is like, go have at it. Yeah. And that's weird. But luckily Zipporah escapes um, and she is helped by. by, Well, she's helped by Moses, but also Moses's siblings, um, Sandra Bullock and... Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Who is just, we're just going to call him Jeff Goldblum. It is, it is him. Yeah. His name is Aaron, technically. But okay, there you go, guys. Yeah. Aaron and Miriam. Um, but yeah, so Zipporah escapes, and basically this whole confrontation is where then Moses kind of begins to learn what really happened to him on the river. And there's this really gorgeous bit of animation, like really inventive, where they bring the hieroglyphs to life. Oh, yeah, because... The the one thing that they truly like, I guess, could not show in any sense realistically, was the basically the thinning of the slave population by yeah. Pharaoh, where he just grabbed a bunch of babies and threw them into the Nile. Right. But they do it through hieroglyphs, and it's really inventive and like really gorgeous, especially for 1998. It just seems like it was such a good workaround. And then they yeah. and and they introduce that idea that you can sort of enter into, like, the hieroglyph narrative yeah. again. I think, I think also it's sort... Like, the way I read it, was it, it's also sort of supposed to be, like, a message from God. Oh, like, he, he... It's, like, the first stirrings of a vision. Because, it obviously, it's not really happening. Like, the hieroglyphs You think he's, not, like, hallucinating? A little bit, yeah. Huh. I think it's more like... Like, I read it more as, um... Again, a workaround to not show actual babies dying. But, that like... Too, that too. But, like, also, uh... He's got that kind of, like, Buddha awakening where he's mm-hmm. in this, like, cloistered, you know, extremely pampered life. And then he awakens to the fact that there's suffering. Yeah. And he just never saw it because mm-hmm. he never, his, like, paradigm was, like, that it wasn't happening. It was all normal. Yeah. And so then he, like, sees the actual, like, suffering of the slaves. And then he's able to, like, suddenly, he's, his brain is primed to see the, sto- the horrific story on the, on the wall. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, like, he he gives up a lot. Like, we're getting to the halfway point, we'll take a break before we really cross over into Moses' transition into being a better person. But he he, he ends up giving up a lot. Can't say I would have done the same. Well, yeah, I'm not going to even entertain what that would have been like for me, but, like, (laughs) yeah, I think that's just how it went. Like, you can't, like, I don't know. I think they lingered on it just enough. To yeah. make it not be like too jarring, but yeah, he's he pretty readily like is like 
angry and ready to renounce everything. Like, yeah, that's a radical shift in in morals suddenly. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and it's a ninety minute movie, so you can't. Yeah, you can't. You can't. Then, yeah, yeah, you take what you get. <laughs> um, so let's see. Is there anything else from the first half of this movie? Moses has like a Les Mis esque kind of song called "All I Ever Wanted" while he's going through this breakthrough situation thing. That's not very good. All I ever wanted. It yeah, just, Val Kilmer doesn't uh, sing. He doesn't do the singing. No, it's a. They get in like a a, a stunt cock to like do it. <laughs> like like they get like a, a, another person to sing. Yeah, I want to know who that singing voice is. Actually, only because it did. Like it literally. It really reminded me of like hearing like Jean Valjean or something try to. I don't know. I did not like it. I thought, yeah, it was it was a little like uh, bad Broadway. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Amic, Amik Byram, who oh oh boy was in A Million Ways to Die in the West. That great movie. So weird. He's from Texas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the people who actually sang their parts were uh, Ray Fiennes, Steve Martin, and Martin Short, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then um, Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, it's, it's oh wait, she here. was in Hairspray. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. So I we'll talk more about the music in the second half. We haven't hit really any of the good songs yet. No, and it is a musical, like basically, right? Yeah, I guess we forgot to mention that. Yeah, this is a, this is a musical. There's music threaded throughout, like like when when Moses is being put into the Nile River. And somehow survives like an insane like whitewater raft- rafting in a bulrush basket. Um, you like hear his theme, I guess you call it. That thing. What? That was terrible. <laughs> that was awful. <laughs> that, so- that sounded that almost reminded me of Sally's theme from uh, was Nightmare that- Before Christmas. I've never seen that movie. Oh God! See, aha! I <laughs> gotcha. Then he sort of got older, and he became more and more aloof, and just spoke more enigmatically. And now he just—he's gone. He just—he la- got bored, and he's gone. And that's why no one answers our prayers. <laughs> Remember, listeners, how we said we were going to read the Bible. During well, we our break. did, and this is what I've taken away from it. <laughs> we did not. It's long. We did not. And there's a lot of weird stuff, like if you doth carve a calf into a quarter and put it in the ground. There's weird things that what? make zero sense. I No, you're looking confused, and that's right, because it's confusing. I know, I'm looking at confused because I think you just made that up. I did make that up, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying, stuff like that. I'm trying to, the essence of it is that. We are the wrong people to be discussing this movie on a Sunday. Dude, happy day of rest. Happy Sabbath. Um, this movie is a musical, which I don't think we mentioned, really. Well, when I went back to the beginning during the break just to check our sound quality, I did remember that we did say at the beginning, the music in this movie is amazing. So we, you know... <laughs> but it's like a, vi- like, it's like a vital... Th- they, they lace songs throughout it, and yes. there's like even like the... like. It's a storytelling device. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, 
you know, Moses's theme when he's set adrift on the river. Not singing it again, because Matt apparently did not enjoy it the first <laughs> did time. It, did it sound anything like it? Yes, it did! You guys, go on, uh, you know, the internet and listen to it. But, you know, that's like a motif that, like, narratively threads its way through. What? What? <laughs> I'm so mad you think it sounded that bad. <laughs> it didn't sound... I mean, it, didn't, it wasn't, like, abysmal, but, like, it was hard to recognize. I'm just mad about being called out about the pop music, too. So I'm just getting my... Get my right, shots in. Right. Um, I mean, speaking of it being a musical, now's like a great time to bring up. Uh, you can, um, if you Google Prince of Egypt concert reading, basically what happened back earlier this summer was there was a company that was going to put together a musical reading for a planned Broadway musical of the Prince of Egypt. Now, I would like to just start out by saying that I think a Broadway musical of the Prince of Egypt is a wonderful idea. Mm-hmm. Brian Stokes Mitchell is still alive, still still kicking. He is ready for this. Um, yeah. Whatever role you would like to give him, Ramses, uh, Moses himself, right. Pharaoh, uh, or Zipporah's father, as he does the singing voice for in the actual movie. I think he's ready for it. Um, there are other... So many. So, Beyonce is Zipporah. Just write her all of the music. Dude, that would be great. I just... I actually think Beyonce should star in every uh, animated adaptation of a musical. Has... Oh, adapt, an, an animated... Ad, no, so, an adaptation of an animated musical. Of an animated musical. That's, there we yeah, go. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, my dream is for... Disney to finally do Hercules uh, as a Broadway musical, and Beyonce to play all of the muses at once, and Megara. Well, Hans Zimmer, right, yes. did mm-hmm. the did the soundtrack <clears throat> for the movie. He would be cool to get in involved oh, with Beyonce. Totally, but actually, I mean, I think there is precedence for a Prince of Egypt musical. I mean, Aida is one of my favorite uh, musicals of all time. That's the Tim Rice, Elton John. Kind of adaptation of the opera, I believe. Yeah. I don't want to see... Yeah, it's it's a musical version of the opera. But anyway, the reason I bring this up is because at the beginning of the summer, they were going to do a reading for their proposed Broadway musical, and it got shut down, actually, at uh, Bay Street Theater because it was done, and I should say as a co-production with DreamWorks Theatricals, it was done with... They were a- really diversifying at this point in their career, right? Who? DreamWorks. At the beginning of the summer, like oh this oh this, this, this it was this recent. summer okay, yeah it was right. this summer. I thought you were gonna, I thought you said diversifying. No, not in that what sense. I'm, no. What I'm about to say is that they were going to do it with an all white cast, and the internet was not happy, myself included. I can't believe they even thought they could do that at this point. I'm I mean the audacity of the entertainment industry never shocks me. <laughs> like I've learned at this point to just not be shocked by any of the bullshit that they want to pull. Um, and given, I mean, think about what movie just came out. Gods of Egypt, was that what it was called? That shitty action movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was all white people. Yes. Like, and, and, and the perennial British people as, like, any cultural other, regardless right. of who they are. Yeah. Totally. And, I mean, you see that in the voice acting for this movie, given who we've named as the cast. Right. Well, we're American, yeah. and the aristocracy is always British to us, even for some reason. <laughs> so true. The ruling class. Yeah. Even though, let's just remember, the British accent is actually closer to the hillbilly Southern yes. <laughs> than we would like to admit. Look it up. Yep. Um, but yeah, so it, this is a musical. I think that was a long way of saying that this is a musical. <laughs> yeah. And the music in the second half of this music of this movie it's really good. Because it's less stately and yeah. and theatrical and more ecstatic. Yeah. Because um, he, he, 
uh, Moses all disillusioned and freaked out by learning the truth of his adoption and mm-hmm. uh, the horrors that his father has committed as adoptive father. Yeah. Uh, he goes and wanders the desert and is... As you do. Yeah, as a lot of people in the Bible end up doing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, is saved by... Zipporah. Zipporah. Yeah. Ooh, remember his uh, potential sex slave? The tables have turned. Uh, but he was a good guy and let her go. Right. And somehow she doesn't resent that. Um, yeah. And she's, he's saved by uh, Bedouin wanderers. Yeah. And I really like the way... They don't really spend a lot of time with the Bedouin... Like, in terms of showing his life there, it's like this whole montage with the best song. It's the best song. It's the best song. It's just a fucking pumped up music that just like really, really like blows through in like it, like it condensed time. Like what? Probably like five years, six years. Yeah, six. Because I uh, does he have we're, a kid? No. No, no, no. Well, Pharaoh later, Ramses, we find out later in the movie does have. Oh, a kid. has so like a we can seven year old. Yeah, so it's been six or seven years. Uh, and the, the, and their dad's dead. Yeah, 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 that's right. So I mean. That song, it's br- so. Uh, it's Zipporah's father sort of narrating Moses's time in uh-huh. the in the tribe in the Bedouin group tribe thing. I don't know what I don't know what we're calling them. Um, Bedouins. Yeah, Bedouins. It's fine. It's yeah, it's great. But so, uh, Danny Glover is the speaking voice, but Brian Stokes Mitchell is <laughs> the singing voice, and he could not be more excited <laughs> to sing this song. It's so infectious. Looking through heaven's eyes. <laughs> look at your life and see yourself. What did you want to do? Those aren't the words, but no. he's so Wait, breathless. Wait, what's your favorite? Your favorite? Fuck. <laughs> something about stones. It was like something, something. The stones that make the bass. <laughs> and look up the rest of the song for context, but I don't know why that makes me laugh so much. I love it's- it. It's so good. He's just really happy to be singing this song. It sounds like I am not a singer, as that has you, okay. forced you to realize. I'm not um, but it just seems to me also that it's a really hard song to sing because it's all over the place. There's no steady rhythm that you can really stick to. Mm-hmm. It, it's high. It's low. You're the singer here. It's you, like God's creation. Oh. Multivariate and difficult to comprehend, but beautiful in in in, in its holistic ways. Yes. Wow. Is that a good or bad? No, no, I'm I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Moses lives like this like through this song, he lives seven years with these people. He gets married. He gets married to his his former sex slave and uh, We need to stop calling her his former sex slave. We can no, call her support. Again, she is a she is yeah, she plays an important role and she's cool and yeah. strong. All yes. women uh, but like uh, and then he sees the burning bush, which we all know, and that's like the turning point. Yeah, he's um, living in like beautiful, blissful ignorance, mm-hmm. and he's a shepherd of men, <laughs> of sheep, of sheep point. initially, but he will be of men. Yes. Um, and then he sees the burning bush. Yeah. And they talk. I mean, we all know what that's about. <laughs> in case we don't all know what that's about, okay. um, yes, it's a burning bush. God speaks to him through the burning bush in the cave. And tells him that he is going to be the savior to the Israelites. Again, being God being kind of a piece of work at this, <laughs> at this stage of the game, he's just like he's just like go do this. And Moses is like, ah, it really sounds hard and fun. He's like, I don't care, go do it. Yeah, it's like I just got married. Yeah, he's like, I'm, like just, I'm really digging this. He's like, if you love me, you'll do it. And so then, you know, you're not going to argue with God. I um, guess not. I guess not. So he, but he just kind of marches. 
I guess he's welcomed and not, and that's why he's not murdered when he just marches into Egypt again. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think they really rec. It's Ramses who first recognizes him because remember he's taken off the Egypt wig thing. Yeah, and he's grown facial hair, and so that's why I don't understand why he wasn't murdered by palace oh. guards before he got. Well, in. one assumes that the Egyptians probably traded with the Bedouins, so maybe they just thought it was like a trade party. Well, it's not explained. Now, now I'm really digging into the minutia there. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, and yep. then he just tells... It just sort of it sort of speeds up at this point. It's it does. like it He's does. just like, look, let my people go. Ramses is like, come on, nah. This is... Not, well, and I mean, it's kind of... Uh, yeah, it's, it, this is so complicated to talk about because, I mean, it's really... It's their eti- entire economy. Yeah, <laughs> they kind of they kind of render that pretty clearly too, which yeah. again it's good. Like you know that they love each other right. and that they had a good relationship. Mm-hmm. You get the sense of like the mantle that goes that like you know Ramses inherits and how he feels like the fuck up and he needs to like honor his ancestors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there's just the whole like as in as in the American South, there's the whole like economic right. kind of this is shitty our life. Yeah, shitty like monetary thing to think about. Like our whole culture and civilization is like on the backs of these people and right. so I'm not gonna do that. And Ramses, it's so funny because Ramses is first so happy to see Moses and like he's gonna uh, forgive him for all his past transgressions because he is the sun and the stars. Mm-hmm. It's it's all very Khaleesi and yeah. like that whole shit. <laughs> Um, but then his, as soon as he realizes that Moses is not here to play, his switch flips to asshole immediately. Yeah, his is a hard, just like, <laughs> well, I've disowned you, I'm gonna make everyone work eight times as hard. Yeah. Uh, fuck off. Um, but what I will say for him is, you know what? Really good portrayal of the black father. He is always with that kid. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know? He loves his son. Very positive. Yeah. No wife to speak of. He's a single dad. He is a single dad. Yeah. I think, and you know what, his son, so cute, little British boy. <laughs> little Egyptian British boy. Father, isn't yeah. that the man? Is that the man who did all this? <laughs> Father, I'm a typical Egyptian little boy. <laughs> D- Dickensian. <laughs> but... Uh, Dick- Kenzian or Dick Van Dyke. I, you know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Whichever. Whichever one. Um, but yeah, so he's like really, it's, he's a very devoted father, and he's always with the kid. He's with the kid on the boat during the first plague. Um, the, yeah, commence the plagues, which yeah. Moses, he, he, they render him well as, he's, he seems He's pained. reluctant. Yeah, yeah he's, he's reluctant to be doing this. He definitely seems sad. I, I remember, again, as a child of 10 watching this, Feeling sad, like feeling really bad for Moses, yeah. and like, but and also Ramses. Because the other thing, like, I, I, as I was watching this, I for, like you kind of forget that there are like just other Egyptians who aren't like royalty. Yeah, there's like collateral damage galore. Yeah, like these people get fucked up. Yeah, like, <laughs> sort of like again, like in the American South, there are Egyptians who like don't own slaves and are just like right. They're like chilling in their homes. They're like, why am I covered in boils? <laughs> Why are there a thousand locusts in my house? I'm just going to work. Like, it's just like, yeah. Again, this is God kind of being a bottom line dude. Yeah. He's like, by yeah. any means necessary, like, yeah. Yeah. I love the Hebrews and I... And I hate the Egyptians. Fucking hate everything else can die in yeah. a fire and a flood. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
so the plagues happen. I don't yeah, know. there's. I mean, and again, like we were saying earlier, they happen in a very tasteful way. Well, you at know? first they're the funny plagues. It's like frogs everywhere. Whoa! It's like a funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like then the boils make me bummed out. Yeah, and the low. I mean, waking up in bed to find just like bed bugs everywhere would yeah. be a nightmare. We that's, live in New York. That yeah, would be that's a, a nightmare. Big fear. Yeah. Yeah, but the frogs. Like I always. I actually remember thinking this as a kid. Like I actually don't rem- don't understand why frogs are a plague. This is too many. <laughs> but you can just, eat, you can eat them. It's yeah, food. But the, yeah, but um, you can eat a chicken, but if 8 billion chickens are suddenly in your house, it's like a huge problem. <laughs> I think it's just too, there's just, God is just like something slimy and make too many. I, I mean, yeah, but you can It's like gone, the first plague, right? So. Yeah. No, it's the second. Well, does River of Blood count as a plague or is that just a trick? No, that's real. No, is, the, 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 the river, the, the, like the rivers will run as blood or okay. again, we didn't read the Bible. <laughs> How uh, many plagues were there? Seven? <laughs> Here, you say something okay. funny. <laughs> wow, we um so sorry. We're really showing some holes in our knowledge here. Oh, there's nine. Nine plagues. Wow. Okay, so there Hold was. On, let one- me. Let me. Let me. Yeah. Let me. Yeah. Get let's let's pull these up. So first was water to blood. Next were frogs. Oh, lice. Lice, flies, or wild animals? Huh. Diseased livestock. We saw that. They showed that one. Yeah. Uh, boils. Uh, thunderstorm of hail and fire. I that don't was think they, showed, they did. They, they it was, did. It was okay. really cool because, oh. like, you see, like, oh, yeah, you see, like, the sphinx and like the like pyramids, like, glowing right. and stuff. Um, Locust. They showed that one. Darkness for three days, um, <sighs> and then the one that is uh, the real bad. The one. real bad one. There's ten plagues. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ten plagues. Then there's the death of the firstborn. Right. So see, I just I I need someone to tell me how frogs and Darkness for three days is a plague. It's the olden times. It's spooky for anything like that to happen. Oh, I guess. I think it was like, it like, that played really well back then. Yeah. As, as, as a thing that was scary. <laughs> what would modern plagues be? They'd be, they would have to be like awful, like eight-headed clowns with knife arms, <laughs> like running around. <laughs> you know what Wait, I mean? Wait, do you think all the clown sightings recently have been a plague? <laughs> like, maybe. Do you think that's punishment for Donald Trump? That could be, yeah, like a site-specific plague. Yeah. That state, what is it, Carolina? No, they're everywhere. Oh, the clowns are everywhere? Yeah, oh, Fuck. yeah, you didn't know? No. <laughs> it's moved out of the south. Wait, Kendra, I want you to invent a plague. What, what would be, like, a good plague? Well, Wi-Fi outage to start. <laughs> that would be, like, darkness for three days. Yeah, that, we do, yeah. We do one. Wi-Fi outage for a month. No yeah. internet for anybody. Oh, that would be terrible. And then, like, what? I mean, a Trump presidency? What if, what if like, what if, like, mo- like mobile, mobile penises with mouth, with teeth? And they go, and they just crawl around. <laughs> I'm just saying, something gross and fucked up. I mean, I, I you can't just have like too many rats. Like that would feel. Oh no, bum people out. Yeah, that, I mean, I think that would be or like raccoons. Like if you put like raccoons, no, yeah, no, bold ass raccoons of New York City. If you put those like anywhere else, I think people would be freaked the fuck out. Yeah, they the have raccoons thumbs. that will yeah. come up to you and be like, "No, fuck you. You're not getting your trash tonight." So those are some. Yeah. Please, please mail us or call in with your plague idea. Yeah, um, you can reach us at kidstablepod at gmail dot com. We'd Thank love you. to hear from you. Yes. <laughs> so the death of the firstborn, that was really cool. That yeah. that was spooky to me as a kid. Yeah. Because like 
a rift in the sky opens, Mm -hmm. like a ghostly, sinewy light streams down. Basically, a Dementor comes out of the sky. Yeah, it did have a sort of Harry Potter feel to it. Yeah. And if you, and everyone had to, you know, again, familiar with an old story, but like you put lamb's blood over the threshold of your house to Mm -hmm. mark you as, as one of the chosen people. Yes. Which... I kind of was wondering how that didn't get out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how the Egyptians didn't see, like, huh, Aaron and Miriam putting the blood up over their door. Oh, and look across the way. Like, well, uh, Hannah's doing the same thing. Like, what's... I, I actually think it's probably, like, an indication of the divorced nature between the slaves and the and the Egyptians. Like, they're being punished specifically for not treating them as human, and so, like, they don't notice what anything they, they do, maybe? Oh, okay, that's fair. That's my rationalization of no, that. No, no, I'm willing to go with that. But Ramsey's beautiful little son that he loves so much and is being a good doting father to... Yeah. ...dies, and that that's what breaks him. Yeah, and after that, we he gives, he gives Moses permission to take his people and go... Yeah, that was sad. That it was. It was like an intense moment. Yeah, I mean, a bunch leave. of kids just died. Yeah, a ton of kids just died. Wait, and what was the de- like? Where were they like breaking the age of like maturity? Firstborn. Yeah, because like technically Ramses is also the firstborn. Like you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. So where was that age delineation? I feel like I've, I I I actually remember having this debate. <laughs> many many years ago, uh-huh. like after seeing the movie, I don't I don't know because oh. obviously yeah it's like well a lot of people are first born yeah so they could all just a ton of people should have dropped dead right I think it's like whatever current generation yeah oh, okay you know what I have no idea Ramsey's probably should have just died yeah but the movie would have ended before we got to some of the most beautiful moments you know what Ramsey should have just died at the very beginning. Right? In the chariot race. <laughs> yeah, why does water have to turn to blood? No. What, why does? Why do you have to have a, a boils just kill Ramses? Well, I think God was trying... I think this was God's way of being, like, a forgiving, merciful God. Because <laughs> No, seriously, he was, like, trying to give Ramses a chance to change his mind and become a good person on his own. I guess you're right. Like He wasn't just going to kill him first. Yeah, he didn't just... It's not like he would do something like, like flood the world because people oh. were annoying. No, you're right, though. Oh, you're right. You're right. He's a reasonable god. Totally reasonable god. Very reasonable. Uh, so, yeah. sad Moses. Yeah. Um, then leads his people. Beautiful right. imagery of them and Moss sort of going to... Yeah. To the sea, the Red Sea. Yeah, and he's... Many nights we pray. <laughs> you want to do it? Please. No, I'm feel not like doing I'm, it. I'm really stepping on your desire no. to sing songs. I just really like that song. Oh, wait, let me... Many sorry. As we pray, and something else, and something else. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, it's a great song. A little taste. I've been singing a lot this this episode. I feel it's, like I mean, I'm this, sorry. No, about but that. this is a so, this is a movie with just like great music. This this we're gonna version, lose a lot of listeners. <laughs> and by if we no, we're gonna lose a, the few that we did have. The listener. Yeah. The listener. Bye, Patrick. Goodbye. Yeah. Sorry, I sang so much. Um, but. <laughs> The yeah, this song um in the movie I always forget that it's not actually sung by Whitney and Mariah in the movie. Like Miriam doesn't open her mouth and suddenly sound like Whitney Houston. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be so creepy. Yeah. Um it's this like really actually high pitched version of it that's like more like a lullaby and I don't really like it as much. In I like the, movie. the resigned nature of it. Yeah, it's very yeah. The the tone, like, they're free, and they're wondering at their freedom for the first time in, what, thousand years? But, like, Mm -hmm. 
How it's long spooky. Work? It's like getting out of jail. Yeah. And then how? you're like, oh, I'm in the outside and I'm going to kill myself because I don't know what to do. Yeah. How long did this enslavement last? Again, we shouldn't be asking questions <laughs> that we, we both know we don't know. I just, I keep hoping that maybe like some information has just been beamed into your head. <laughs> I guess not. Um, yeah. So they head out to the Red Sea and um, Ramses decides that he's going to follow them and get their vengeance. Yeah, Ramses, he's so bummed out, and then obviously, like... Which, bummed out, rightly so. He's he's depressed. He's crazy depressed. Yeah. And that turns to anger, obviously, and yes. he's like, no, wh- why did I just do that? Like, fuck that. I'm going to go murder yeah. uh, all of them instead. Um, and meanwhile, they're, like, sort of, like, wonderingly going through the parted Red Sea, which, mm-hmm. that was an amazing visual. Oh, it's gorgeous. Like, the, oh, my God. Like, forever, in like, stuck in my mind is the whale hanging behind the... Yeah, the whale and the sheet of raised sort of water. Yeah, it's beautiful. But then they come, they try and chase after him. God <laughs> shoots a fire beam. <laughs> and again, this is God trying to be like, okay, yo, like, I'm yeah. going to give you one more chance. To be, yeah, to be fair, like, the ball's on the Egyptians. Like, yeah. God shoots a fire beam at them and creates a wall of flame, and they're still like... Nah, nah, son. Yeah. We going. We're, oh, it's gone? All right. <laughs> yeah. Into the giant, unnaturally split-open ocean as well. Right. <laughs> we're not we, we're not deathly afraid of any of this. Yeah. But they should have been, because they all get drowned and die. They all die. Um... And the and the Hebrews... And they win. They win. The, uh, they win. I mean, if winning is being in the desert with no provisions. Yeah, then they that's the thing is it sort of ends on this note and then they show Moses at the end holding up the 10 commandments. Right, right, which is an important part of uh, the mythology. Right. Oh, I just called it mythology. No, we've been calling it mythology. Okay, good. It is mythology. <laughs> all right, cool. With all due respect. Yes. But um and then uh and then it's over before they're wandering they the don't, desert. Yeah. yeah, they don't show the like sad wandering of the desert and losing losing faith. Yeah. Part. No. And you know, it this was a great movie and I think they stopped in exactly the right place. They certainly did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was I think this is the best the most quality movie we've watched so far. Yeah, unless you're like unless you're like ideologically opposed to like any sort of religiosity or like Right. Bill Maher would not like this movie. Right. If the it, content is innately sort of problematic to you, yeah, then uh, that's fine. But you okay. know what? Yeah. Fucking good. And you know what? DreamWorks Animation, you took a shot at Disney for the crown, and you and you did a good job, and and then you sucked balls God. the next yeah, couple times. Yeah, can we actually just, like, let's just Real very quick. quickly. I mean, this We'll talk was, about the precipitous drop in quality. This was such an accomplishment for DreamWorks. And just, like, I really also think it pushed the ball forward with animation because it used music in a different way than Disney movies tended to use it. Um, these songs were more backing rather than... A what? showcase. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You're right. Um, and it, like, you could have had the same movie with none of the music in it, I guess, or, like, none of the... Not the focus. And it still would have been, like, just this really gorgeous animated movie. Um, The Road to El Dorado was actually pretty good. That was the one after this, right? Right, and I haven't seen that one in years. I'm trying to figure out just how to... But then, but then, but then there was Sinbad, correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, here we go. There was Sinbad. That Mm -hmm. movie I didn't see, 
but I don't remember it getting a lot of traction. And then Spirit, that stupid movie about the horse. <laughs> uh, and everything started to look really samey, and, and, yeah. and like they got lazy, and they sort of really rode off the success of Prince of Egypt, basically. Yeah, I mean, well, Prince of Egypt and Ants. Like, we can't forget ants. that that was an unfortunate... Like, and uh, the Woody Allen deal. vehicle, Ants. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't believe we're going to have to discuss a Woody Allen. Like, it's bad enough for me that, like, we're going to have to discuss Bill Cosby. I really thought we could keep Woody Allen out of a kid's movie podcast. God, those are two cultural icons. Hey, listen. Yeah. Rating it. Let's rate it. Well, wait, first I just, sorry, I just wanted to pull this. I wanted to make sure I had this pulled up. Oh, she's got so, the numbers. Yeah. Ants actually did come out before The Prince of Egypt. Ants came out on October 2nd. The Prince of Egypt, appropriately, came out around Christmas time, December 18th. Um, after that, we had Road to El Dorado, then was Chicken Run, and then I forgot that Shrek was a thing, and a, that was a big-ass deal. Oh, man, never mind. That's That's a... Yeah. That's an institution. That that was a huge Shrek deal. is Shrek is life. Yeah. Shrek is love. Um then we had Spirit, then we had Sinbad, which was a Brad Pitt Catherine Zeta Jones movie. Okay. Like, weird. I don't know. And then Shrek 2 and then Shark Tale, which is really actually I think Shark Tale was the point where things really <laughs> That's cuz they over they, the hump. They jumped the well. <laughs> they jumped the Shark tail. tail. And tail also is like a tail on an animal. Oh so boy. there's so many levels, and they also stacked it with way too much talent, and it created a big... It's like when you draw with all the colors in your crayon box, and yeah. it just turns a shitty brown, like, barf color. Yeah, because then you start getting things like Shrek the Third and B-Movie and Madagascar. B-Movie! <laughs> That's my Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, great. But yeah, point being... This movie represents the high point of quality and talent from DreamWorks Animation. And it's sad because it's the second movie they made. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we can, we can definitely rate it. Um, we both saw this as kids, so we have a little bit more of an honest opinion to give, I guess. Maybe, or a bias yeah, one, depending on bias. how you look at it. Yeah. Less guessing, though. Less guessing. Yeah. We both, right? Yeah. Thought it was awesome. It was great. And was- I, to, as an adult... I think it's great. It's a fucking awesome movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. I mean, this is a five-star movie. Yeah. I can't think of... Like, aside from casting more people of color... Yeah, it's same. Like, the, 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 the ambition was there, and, like, yeah, it's a... I loved it. The music. The music was so good, except na, that first song. Na, 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 na. La, 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 It's hard to kiss